Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we are your hosts for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast today and thank you for listening. Today we'll be asking this question, what is your image of God? What do you think about him? This could be good. You know, I'm going to open with a scripture from Ephesians 1, 19 through 22. It says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the highest place of honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. All right, let's get started on this. Um, What's your image of God? I'm going to start. The image I have of God is he's a good father. He loves us, but I also have a good amount of fear. You know, got to have that. I used to think he was this doom and gloom God that was very, that was always angry at me and the rest of the world. Did y'all? get that mm-hmm. too yeah yep. yeah yep. why else will we all be suffering the way we are you know i had a lack of knowledge and how our god really feels about us and our enemy is the one that is causing all the chaos here and because he's the deceiver he's deceived many people into thinking that this is all god's fault but it isn't we'll talk about that another time but it, and that'll be a, a huge topic i used to think god was strict and he didn't allow any room for stupid mistakes mm-hmm. what about you susan Yeah, my image of God now is He's all loving, gentle, kind, caring, protective, powerful, never angry. Those are good. Unless He witnesses injustice. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's patient. You don't want to make Daddy mad. No, you do not. (laughs) You do not. He's forgiving, accepting, never calculating or judgmental, and always willing to help, protect, and provide. Mm -hmm. He's our Heavenly Father, and I'm His daughter. Just saying that makes me feel pretty special. Yeah. Uh, I do have friends of mine that like to call him daddy. Yep. I think you do too. Right? Yeah. yeah. If I could write down everything I think a good father would be, he's got us so much more. Mm-hmm. That's good. If, if I had to choose a symbol for him, um, sometimes we ask this in spiritual direction or counseling. Yeah. It could, can you come up with a symbol? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. I can't even come up with one that would encompass all that he is, honestly. For example, you could say as bold as a lion, as peaceful as a dove. Still, this can't compare to all that he is. Right. If I was an artist and had to choose a color, I would probably say he's the rainbow. Mm-hmm. I mean, but still, you know, it's really difficult. He's all in all. You cannot put God in a box. Well, and many of us do. Yes, you know, we do. We, we put him in a box. We restrict him ourselves. Yeah. You can't restrict God. Mm-mm. Uh, yep, that's... What all of us humans try to do in order to understand his complexity and all the facets to him. I think we have commented before in a previous podcast that there's always more to know. Yeah. Yeah, it is way too mind-blowing to understand and wrap your mind around who God is. Yeah. Yeah. And I see God, you know, as, as the Trinity. I see him in three parts, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I see God... As my loving father who cares, you know, for every need that I have, 
but yeah. I also see him as like my protector. Yeah. You know, sometimes I see his huge wings that are covering me, protecting me like in Psalm 91. Or I see his hand lifting me up high so that nothing can touch me. Right. You know, when I feel attacked. I see him enthroned up high above me in the highest place of honor. Not that he isn't close to me any time of day, but I see him in the highest place of honor and authority, exalted above everything that has a name, like reading in Ephesians 1 and 2. I see him as he's described in Revelation 4, 3, beautifully enthroned in in, in heaven, surrounded by an emerald rainbow, and I see him being able to see everyone and everything at all times. I see him being constantly worshipped and praised and and honored by every created thing. And there's this great light that emanates from him and his throne room where there is absolutely never any darkness. I see him and it fills me with a holy reverence and fear. But yet at the same time, I know without a shadow of a doubt that he loves me and he would do anything for me. And he'd wrap me in his strong arms in just one thought from me at the same time. That's good. Wow. You You know, that is so good. And I, I see him as the creator. You know, he is the creator and that right. he sent his son, Jesus, to die for our sins so that I could have this closeness and oneness with him. All right. You know what? God, for me, is the one I fear the most, but he's also the one that I want to please the most. He's my daddy, my creator, and I know he loves me more than I will ever be able to comprehend. I've seen the love and compassion in his eyes that he has for his children. It's it's felt it's tangible and you know when you're in his presence there's no doubt that you can feel it he's sovereign above all things and without him you know we wouldn't exist and i want to share here that now that i'm having visitations to heaven and i'm seeing things in the spiritual and the heavenly realms and i can go beyond the veil and wow it's just so amazing and i'm still processing it but you know a couple months ago i had a visitation to heaven and you'll have to get the full order on my website but it was the one that it's titled i saw jesus sitting on a porch swing and i was immediately there sitting on the porch swing with jesus and you know just being with him alone is is amazing but i saw god the father walking towards me and jesus and that's the first time i'd seen him in i guess what we could call his human form for me because in my other experiences that i've had in heaven it's always a bright light like i know the father's always near and i could hear his voice talking to him but i was so scared of seeing him face to face because you know in my religious background my i was raised a baptist as well and i always was taught you know old testament thinking that once you saw him you were you know fire and brimstone you would die you were gonna die mm-hmm. and so I, I feared that and i mean even sometimes when i knew he was near i would just turn my head and when i was in the spiritual realm just because i'm like okay you know it's too much and mm-hmm. i never could look directly at it because it is it's a bright white light but when i saw him he was wearing robes and long gray hair silver hair mustache beard and his eyes were the things that just were so beautiful to me because when you looked in his eyes so many different colors i think the first thing that i realized that there was a flame gold specks but it would change like i would look away and look again and he would have almost human eyes it was like it was always changing it never stayed the same his eyes never stayed the same But here's the cool part. So when I stood there realizing that I was face to face with my God, my creator, I couldn't move. Mm. I was frozen in place. You know, I I didn't know whether to fall to the ground. I didn't know whether to say, hold up my hand and say, hey, hey, what's up, God? You know, I just didn't, I I couldn't do anything. I couldn't Mm -hmm. speak. And 
all he did was standing in front of me. He just had this big grin on his face. It's like he knew that I couldn't speak. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So he just sat there and smiled at me like, you know, finally, I, I felt like he was saying that because I, I had I've had several breakthroughs over the past few months in my visitations to heaven. And finally, daughter, you've got it. You know, I just felt like he was telling me, good job. Proud that you finally broken through and understand that you can stand access before him. me. You, I have access to him. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was it was amazing, but but as his scribe, you know, I write for him. I write in my journal, and, and I I constantly want to uh, share what I see and what I hear, and and the knowledge and the revelation that he gives to me. So I have my pen and my journal in my hand, and I just started writing. He just immediately gave me a prophetic word, and I started writing and um, still processing it. You know, when you're there and you're, you're trying to process it, it's 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 hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to articulate the proper words because I don't know. If I'm going to be able to have people and feel and experience the love that I felt because it was so personal for me. It was so intimate for me. And just him standing there, I could feel how proud he was of me because of my breakthrough. I could feel how pleased he was with me. I could feel his love for me. And he just wants that from all of us. He wants to have that type of intimate relationship. And it's more of a, hey, it's not just you that can do this. It's every single person that I've created. You all have the same capability of coming to me like this face to face. I want to teach you. I want to show you. I want to love on you. I want to. I want you to understand that this is your reward in heaven. And um, it's, you know, when you're talking, I yeah. was, and he was just welcoming you and like almost saying, "Congratulations, you yeah. made it." You know. Yeah. But it was. It was almost like, um, you know, when you play hide and seek. As yes. a kid, and you <laughs> yeah. finally find them, and yeah. they go, "Way to go!" Yeah, you found me. Yes, you know, I kind of felt that. I, that's what I was kind of seeing when you were talking. Oh, that's like that's yeah. the way he was relating to you was, "Way to go! You found me." Yeah, and I think that's what he's saying to all of us. Like you said, right? Is that I want you to come find me? I'm right mm-hmm. here. I've never left your side. Yeah, but I need you to come to me. Yeah. He's always inviting us up. I will mm-hmm. tell you that just from my experience with with this whole visitation thing is it started out with Jesus constantly telling me, are you coming? Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. And I was just like, you know, I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But the more you, the deeper you go, the more you pray, the more that you wait and, and you tell God that desire, he He's going to answer that prayer. You know, and the next visitation I had with him in heaven was shortly after that one, and it was where we were sitting on a park bench. And Jesus was sitting to me on my left. I was in the middle, and God was on the right. And, you know, we're just looking at these children playing in a field in heaven. And I just, I kept thinking how amazing this is, you know, first of all. But when you're sitting next to the Father, all I could think of to do was just to lay my head on his shoulder mm-hmm. because I just knew and I felt how much he loved me. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I, I actually, there was hardly any words spoken for like quite a bit of time. I just sat and watched the father and the son just watching the children. And I could see the love and the capacity. I could feel it emanating from them. It is just, I've said it before, you feel it. Mm-hmm. it it's so real and it's so felt and you just want to grab it and take it with you wherever you go because it's a love like you will never ever ever experience Mm -hmm. it's only from him and the son that you can feel that way 
So, you know, talking about how the image of God to me now, I'm honored to say that I could, I've, I've seen him. I've seen him and it's, it changed me. Mm-hmm. It cha- I want to please him. I want him to know that I'm here to serve him. I want to share with other people that they can have this too and they can see it too and they can be blessed by it. I'd be worried about you if you said you, cha- you didn't change <laughs> yeah. after seeing God like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty intimate. It's very personal. It is, but... But again, we need to pour these things out. It's all about... So that everybody knows this is real. Yeah. This is for real. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit told me He wanted me to share that story because my prayer is that it touches somebody, you know, and it helps them understand that mm-hmm. He is real. Right. And He is there, and He wants to love on you. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just ask. That's our whole point is to, to help people change their perspective yeah and how they see god right you know right. yeah all right susan go ahead so in speaking about god in the holy trinity right god is my holy father mm-hmm. he wants what's best for me god is the creator of all things and father of all people yeah god's the life giver mm-hmm. the authority and a powerful protector with infinite power and grace and charity that goes beyond any human understanding Mm-hmm. So for me, he's he's the first person in the Holy Trinity. Yeah, right. absolutely. And he's never changing. Yeah. And then we also see yeah. Jesus. You know, we, we need to talk about Jesus after God, because yep. it's I, almost like son. an order. Yeah. God first, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but I see Jesus as my Savior. You know, he was sent to earth to die for our sins and the sin that separates all humanity from having this closeness with him. Jesus is my best friend who knows and understands everything I've ever felt and he suffered and he lived through everything any human could experience. So he understands me very thoroughly. I see Jesus as my king coming on my white horse, <laughs> on his white horse. That's cool. Yeah. He's going to come for <laughs> yeah. one day for all of us, not just me, but to rescue us all you know, of his children from the persecution of the enemy in this world uh, and bring us to heaven to live for eternity and be free from sin and death, which I'm looking forward Hallelujah. to that. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm tired of struggling, okay? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I see him as a victor. I see him as a conqueror of death, holding in his hands the keys to life and death. You see, because the enemy can't come at me anymore. He can't have me, you know, or have any power over death. Jesus has the keys. Right. Because of Jesus, we have authority over. Right. Of the the enemy. enemy, Right. I see him as the spotless lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is gentle. He's kind. But I also see him as a warrior yeah, I love beyond that. comprehension yeah. Yeah. and who holds all the power and all authority over principalities, thrones, demons, kingdoms, and nothing, nothing is higher or more powerful than him. That's good. You know, for Jesus, he's my savior first, like you said, Laura, but he's also my best friend, my best buddy. Mm-hmm. He makes me laugh. He brings me joy. He has such love and compassion for all of mankind. And when I spend quiet time with him, he's there. He meets me every single time. I, I can't say one time that I've gone to sit and wait in expectation of an encounter with the Lord that he hasn't met me there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always there. Some days he's playful. And it's just great to see him just 
joking around and I've seen him flying kites. I've seen him play frisbee. I've seen him wrestling on the ground in <laughs> heaven. It's just, he loves, he loves to play. And other days he's thoughtful. He just wants to sit and just kind of contemplate things with me. And it's amazing. But he always tells me how much he loves me. And I will never, ever forget those encounters. <laughs> when you said he's playful, I thought, he's got me in a chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> but he is he's very personable yes, like that you know yes. and he's just like us we were yeah. made and created yeah. in his image so we're the same where do we get all that from right our creator it's all from him yeah. and i i too you know in my quiet time with him when i'm worshiping there's many times where jesus comes and dances with yeah him. And he, he actually just, it was like a whole download of a poem, yep. and it was called Dancing with the Bridegroom. It's on my website, wow. but it was just all about how, almost like a little girl standing on my daddy's feet, yep. but I'm not. I'm a grown woman, but yeah. and he's my bridegroom, and I'm the bride, and we're dancing together, and my I lean my head on his chest, and I hear his heartbeat, and he shows me where to go, and he leads me across the dance floor wherever I need to go. Wow. You know, and so... That reminds me of an encounter I had in, in the Heavenlies, and I don't think I've ever shared this before, but I was standing there with Jesus, and I heard some music playing in the background, and I looked down, and I'm in this blue dress, and it has jewels, and it's the most beautiful dress I've ever seen in my entire life. And Jesus just held out his hands and said, come, and we danced in this dress and I just you know I just laid my head on his shoulder as we danced and he just loved on me and it was another intimate really intimate encounter for me but he told me that that dress was mine that I could take it with me so I remember that dress wow. and I know it's waiting for me when I get to heaven and I'm going to dance with him in that dress when I get to heaven but I hold that dear to my heart too because he just he's that kind of God he's that kind of savior he just mm -hmm. he just makes you feel so special mm -hmm. you know and that's what i love about him good yeah he he is definitely full of joy for me he you know what i'm thinking right now of this of the wedding the first miracle he performed mm -hmm. yeah that was so important to his mom the, the wine at the wedding to mary right. yes yeah. to, to make sure because celebrations weddings back then were you know a huge. a huge deal yes and so turning all the water into wine yeah. he didn't want to do it he didn't yeah. want to start his do his first his miracle ministry, and start yeah. his ministry right. but he's so considerate of everyone of and feelings making, yes mm -hmm. yeah so he he is the son of god who was sent to live among us and be one with us he is my best friend and walks with me daily through my trials, tribulations, joys, and triumphs. I mm -hmm. mean, yep. He died on the cross so I could be forgiven of my sins and shame and furthermore have new life. Mm -hmm. That's good. As I read about his life in the Bible, I gain wisdom as to how to live my own life. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit. That's good. Too. Yeah. Uh, the third person of the Holy Spirit that completes it. <laughs> I see him as a spirit, but I uh, I see him as the he lives and dwells inside of me. You know, I see him working in me, speaking to me, counseling me, guiding me to remember all of God's word. He's the one who brings it back to my memory. You yeah. know, and he's the one who comforts me when my thoughts go the wrong way and stray from the the truth of God's word. I get the mm, you know, like your phone mm, mm, <laughs> going the wrong way, Laura. <laughs> That's a good analogy. And he empowers me. I mean, he empowers me and makes me courageous in the things that I know I don't have the courage to do. He fills me with his fire. 
And that's where the courage comes from. And the boldness is from his fire working in me. He gives me words of encouragement for other people that I know that did not come from my own thinking. I see him as the power of God working powerfully inside of me that I couldn't function as the light of God in this dark world without his power working through me. And so without him, I can't do anything. I can't do this podcast. I can't do squat. You know, I rely pretty much 100% to function and live above the mess of this world that we're facing today and every day with the power of the Holy Spirit in me. That's good. That's good stuff. You know, I view the Holy Spirit as my teacher. You know, every time I am taken up into the heavenly spiritual realm, He is the one that explains most of the things that are going on around me. So, you know, when I go, Jesus is there. I would say probably 99% of the time He's there. And a lot, of, a lot of things He explains to me, but the Holy Spirit is always there, always speaking, always showing me and teaching me. It's really cool. Uh, when the Lord gives me visions of things happening here on earth, the Holy Spirit's the one telling me what I'm seeing down here as well. So uh, he convicts me when I say or do something I shouldn't. He even jokes and laughs with me. Even in my sin sometimes, he's like, really? You know, like, <laughs> like come on, Kathy, you, you've, you've been around here long enough. So, but it, he does it in a loving way and it just immediately brings me back to where, like, why did I do that? You know, it's he's not so con- good. It's not, not condemnation, right? Which is another thing we're taught, you mm-hmm. know, in church, the condemnation. Mm-hmm. He knows we're going to mess up, but. He just wants us to bounce back, repent, and try to not, you know, try not to mess up. Just anymore. get up and keep going. Yeah, just you know, let's get this right. You know, the deeper I go into this intimate relationship, the more I discover how all of them work so perfectly together. It's the Trinity. You know, they work perfectly together. Mm-hmm. It's just yes. beautiful to me. Yeah. yeah, the Holy Spirit is third person of the Holy Trinity. He's the Great Counselor and the Spirit of Truth. Most definitely, I know Him, and He lives with me, in me. He will never leave me. The Holy Spirit empowers me to do what God has called me to do. I mean, come on, look at this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Thank you. (laughs) He also helps me to tell others about Jesus. Right. Yeah, that's good. You know, once I discovered that I could have an intimate relationship with God, everything changed. I used to think I could only go to church and have someone pray over me to get answers to some of my most desperate prayers. And I, you know, I prayed, I begged, I pleaded, I was on my knees, you know, doing all those things. And, but a lot of times I didn't think he was listening to me because I sinned and I thought he was mad at me. Mm-hmm. And now I've discovered that God is fun, playful, loving, proud of us. He's so proud of us. And he loves to interact with us, with his children. He's an amazing teacher and he loves us desperately. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think I've previously expressed that my image of God has transformed immensely from where I began my spiritual journey. Yeah. I began this type of thinking in my upbringing in Catholicism. Yeah, you've had a, you've had a quite a background of, yeah. of that. So I love hearing yeah. what I, you have I to also say about had, it. Yeah. Well, I began this spiritual journey thinking God was punitive, condemning, waiting to catch me doing something wrong or bad. Misled, I also felt anguish that he just let Jesus get violently abused on so many levels. This obviously created fear in me about him, yeah. not the reverential, respectful fear I have for him today that is healthy, rather a petrified fear that he would punish me severely. This is ever so contrary to who he really is. Yes, mm-hmm. amen. Why would he create each one of us in his own image to be in relationship with him? Because he's pure love. Yes, he is. Right. Yeah. Right. My story is a little bit different. I I became a Christian at the age of seven, 
So I experienced quite a tremendous amount of change over the years. I began my journey with a pure, innocent love for Jesus and not wanting to experience eternity in hell. Yeah, that's a young age, seven years old, yeah. you know, yeah. worried about burning it. But I was going to church before I was born, so, yeah. you know, I was hearing a lot of sermons, Yeah, and they would say, well, if, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell, and I'm like, yeah. all right, sign me up. <laughs> so I called my initial decision fire insurance. Yeah, that's good. But I, I grew older, and I desired more of a relationship with Him. And at about the age of 15, I rededicated my life to Christ. And it was then that I grew in my understanding of the Scriptures. I began to study more, spend more time. You know, I wasn't perfect at it. I stumbled, you know, as a teenager going through those years. And But yeah. I just continued to be, you know, studying and being in church and absorbing more of God's Word while I was there absorbing the word, I was also absorbing uh, a religious mindset. Yeah. Because I, I heard what other people said, I'd hear their version of the truth. And you start adopting these mindsets, you know, of others and um, thinking that that's the truth. And so, you know, you hear things from your parents, you hear things from siblings, your right. neighbors, elders in church, or teachers in church. And so it can really skew your view of God unless you thoroughly examine what they say and hold it up to the light of God's yes. truth and His real his true word. scriptures right. yes. and discern between what's truth and what's a lie. You know, what's the opinion of man and what's God's opinion. And so there also became a time when I was in the church and I was doing what Jesus, you know, was demonstrating here on the earth. But as I, I started looking at the churches and I started looking around at what I'm looking at what the scripture's saying, and then I'm looking at the picture of the church I'm seeing in front of me, and I'm saying, what's wrong with this picture? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not lining up. We're not lining up. Right. Something was growing inside of me that was saying, we've got to do something better than this. You yeah. know, we've got to be better than this. We need to look more like Jesus than what I see in the churches right. today. And so I think we are all in that place of Maybe not all of us, but a lot of us are desiring that real change within the body of Christ to make the necessary changes for the future of the church. Yeah, you know, I agree. We do have to do better. And it starts with the church. You know, we, we've got to wake up and realize that the enemy has deceived many of us. Mm -hmm. And we must fight. We must fight to break off our religious mindsets and focus on God's truth. Yeah. It is just too crucial right now. We are just not headed to a good place, and we've got to do something. We've mm -hmm. got to we've got to make changes, mm -hmm. and that's another reason why we're doing this podcast. We want to speak His truth. We want people to understand that there is more than what we're being taught, and what you know, basically, yeah, what we're being taught in our in our churches, and we're just being deceived. So mm -hmm. we've got to overcome it. It's our way of doing something to yes. bring about that change, yeah. right? You know, and I do want to say that I think God is merciful. He's a merciful, loving God who wants none of his children to perish, and he's desperate for us to seek his revelation and knowledge so we can teach others about the one true God. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what he is. He is our true God. Yes, he's giving and so generous. Yeah. God wants us to live a good, wholesome life. He sent Jesus to die for us, to give us life abundantly. He cares for us and gives us free will to love and follow him or not. Yes, he does. Think of anyone saying to you, you have to love me. Right. Would you? <laughs> I'm not sure I would because that's not love. Yeah. True love is free choice. It's freedom to be who you are and loved for it. Yeah. That's what God is offering. He's not controlling. Yeah. When we mess up, he's right there with wide open arms saying, It's okay. I love you no matter what. Right. This is how I see God. You know, all three are at work in us constantly, 
all at the same time. It's an incredible way to live our life empowered and connected to Yahweh. Yeah. And you know, what uh, Susan said about he's not controlling, that's good. You know, yeah. we need to change our mindset and, and stop thinking that God is the one that's destroying the earth and that he's the bad guy and he's the one that's allowing all these bad things to happen on, on this earth. You know, we have to understand that the enemy is the God of this world and that he is deceiving many, many people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the biggest issue is they don't know his truth. They don't know God's truth. So because they're deceived, this is why our our world has gone to hell right now. You know, basically. We made it a mess. We made it a mess. It's our free will. It's our choices. And, you know, there's so much that we could say here, and it's it's going to have to be its own, you know, different subject. But we really just need to focus on starting somewhere, and that is understanding that God is where we need to go. God has the revelation to get this world turned around. Mm-hmm. God is the one that's going to guide us and, and take us out of it because we're asking him, his church, the ones that are waking up are asking and going to him and that he's giving them revelation. So I'm just going to continue to believe that we're going to make a change. We're going to make a difference. We are going to turn it around and we are going to have freedom mm-hmm. and deliverance yes. from where we're at right now, Right, this yes. craziness. But he wants us to get to work in helping him do that. It's a partnership. It's not about yeah. just being... You know, whisked away and whisked up to heaven no, and just taken just away from you. all of this. Yeah. You know, he's given this. I believe that we're in such a time as this that we're to be put to work. Yes. Well, he gave us dominion over the world. Right. Right. From day one. Yeah. Right. It, we're to be the stewards of yes. the earth. And, you know, yes. so many people think that, that the rapture is going to happen and that's how it's all going to end. No, we have to partner with God so we can take our freedom back, take, I say take, but put the enemy down where he belongs and understand that. He is not going to defeat us. We are going to pray over our children and our grandchildren, and we are going to make the differences to help them have a better world to live in than what it is right now. Well, we can take the territory that the enemy has stolen from us. That's what I was trying to say. We can take that. (laughs) Wow. We have the authority. We do. I loved honoring our Father and Jesus today. That was so good, but it's time to close. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today on what is your image of God. Yep. And we want to close with this scripture from Psalm 91, 2 through 4. It says, This I declare of the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. I love that scripture. That's good. Mm -hmm. You know, before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. So also, we ask you to please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you, so please email us at puretruthpodcast3, the number three, at gmail.com. All right, and please visit our websites, kathyzaka.com, chosentowrite.com, and susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time, and remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and make His face shine upon you and give you His peace. Until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy.
Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.